This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Matt, and tonight's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Eric Walling and Scott versus Benchwarmer Dan and newcomer, newcomer excuse me, <laughs> Alex Binder. Welcome to the bench, Alex. Why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else that you'd like to share. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be on. I'm from uh, Southwest Missouri. I grew up in Kansas. I'm a big Royals and Chiefs fan. I'm also a big K-State fan, so I've been loving all the Lynn Dickey name drops. <laughs> and uh, thanks to you guys, I'm a brand new supporter of the Fremantle Dockers and, and Footy, although we had a disappointing week one. I'm sure Dan can tell you about that. I didn't think it was all that disappointing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they, came, they made a comeback there. They did make it interesting, I'll tell you that. Speaking of Dan, uh, how are you doing tonight? And uh, why don't you let us know what you and Alex's name will be tonight team name i uh i got a new shipment of soap in the mail today and i'm really excited about it i uh, i sub- not i don't subscribe i uh i, I but i buy from uh, dr <laughs> dr squatch the uh company that had the super bowl commercial and uh you can see some, just some great soap here pine tar it's one of the scents i got today when i think of pine tar i think of soap always yeah, well, well it, it smells so good i got irish cream whiskey and i've also got just for me wood barrel bourbon Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's Tuesday night, though. We're recording tonight, so it's not a bourbon hot night. Oh, oh, on a school <laughs> night. <laughs> Trouble. I'm not telling. Nobody tell Mrs. Lundberg. Oh, she doesn't care. <laughs> Nor does she listen. Um, yes. <laughs> anyway, Alex and I were talking before the uh, game started tonight, and uh, he uh, brought up that he is also a fan of the movie The Princess Bride, which Eric and I did a couple of episodes ago. So tonight we're going to be the R-O-U-S's, or the Rodents of Unusual Size. All right, Alex and Dan, Rodents of Unusual Size. All right, let's take it over to uh, Scott and Eric. Um, Scott, how are you doing tonight? What's new in your world? I'm good. Not much is new. Um I'm like, I must be the only person that doesn't like Princess Bride. I, I, I don't know. It's just not my thing. I, I, yeah. So the references are always lost on me, but yeah, nothing new here. Um, just kind of waiting for softball and outdoor kickball season to start. So I can have some updates for you guys with those. Uh, until then, I, I don't do anything except podcasts. Yeah. Any more updates on Meg and how she's? No clue. Don't care. Season's over. We finished oh. last, of course, and I don't ever have to see her again. This is kickball PM. That's post Meg. <laughs> she is she the Kobe to your Shaq? I I don't. I guess I'll I'll have to see how things go uh, when after I leave LA. I'm going to Miami now. <laughs> Taking your talents as always. As long as we can get don't get a, a video of you freestyling, you know, some harsh lyrics about Meg, then I think we'll be okay. That's very likely. If you guys know me, <laughs> that might happen. So be on the lookout for that. It's a Patreon exclusive. Walling, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm good. Um, I golfed this weekend. Come to find out, um, taking four months off, five months off and not swinging a club doesn't make you any better than when you had them the last time. Uh, we played in what can roughly be uh, termed as the equivalent of playing golf in the wetlands. And so we, uh, it, I shot about 100,000, um, but it was a good day out on the course with my friends. So I'm excited to get back out and shoot below 100,000 the next time we go out there. 
But luckily, it was only at nine hundred ninety-nine thousand par. So yeah, well, so you're you pretty know, close. One over, yeah. one over. <laughs> real, real nail biter. All right, what's your guys' uh, team name going to be tonight? Yeah, so uh, we Scott and I decided to combine two of our favorite things in the world: that's Major League Baseball and Big Three basketball, and we are going to be the Power Rangers. <laughs> okay, Mighty Morphin or just regular? Just regular. Okay. Just, I think I might throw in a mighty morphin here or there. Just, you know, I mean, why not? TM. Pow, pow, power, big three uh, defending national cha- or defending champions for this upcoming season. And tech, and Rangers, quite the opposite. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and turn it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Today's tailgate does have a theme. It's all about NFL Hall of Famers with the shortest careers. Question number one. Playing only 68 games in his career, this Comet was cut short by multiple knee injuries. Oh, and he was raised in Omaha, graduated from the same high school as my wife, just FYI. We'll check in. Rodents of unusual sizes checked in. Power Rangers, you can talk it out. So I just threw out the name Haley because it sounds about like an NFL Hall of Famer and Comet. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple Haley's, right? Charles Haley, but that, he wasn't a runner. So no. we would have to go just last name. Yeah, I'm not sure I have a first name to go with it. I can tell you it's not, yeah, Charles, but um, I'm good with that. If you don't have anything else. So. I have nothing. I'm Whitney Houston. All right. We'll check in with Haley. Rodents of unusual size. What did you check in with? Uh, we went with Gail Sayers. And the answer is the Kansas Comet, Gail Sayers. Yeah, I want to say he was drafted by the Chiefs, but ended up signing with the Bears. Yep. After missing the last half of the 1968 seasons, Sayers came back in 1969 to lead the NFL in rushing yards and um, win comeback player of the year. I'm disappointed in my in my teammate. Yes. <laughs> Kansas comment. I live on the Missouri side. Fair enough. Question number two. Out of the University of Texas, this running back played in 115 games over eight seasons spanning the late 70s and early 80s. But in those eight seasons, he was an MVP, three-time All-Pro, a five-time Pro Bowler, and three-time Offensive Player of the Year. We're checked in. All right, Power Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You can talk it out. All right, so we're looking late 70s, early 80s. So, yeah, I've got nothing on this one. Earl Campbell go to Texas? No, he was SMU, right? Or no, who am I thinking of? Dickerson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might have been Earl Campbell then. I, I think it is. I think it's going to be Earl Campbell. Um, That's the right time frame, and he did win an MVP in there. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking Campbell. Yeah. All right, let's 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 check that in. Power Rangers? 
Yeah, we went with the uh, hot link king himself, Earl Campbell. <laughs> That's right. Both teams getting points. The answer is Earl Christian Campbell. One of my favorite John Facenda's lines from NFL films. Really great hot links, too. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So You don't get Earl Campbell hot links up in Omaha? They don't get anything hot in Omaha. True. It's Earl, Earl Campbell lukewarm links. <laughs> They get Omaha steaks there. Right. <laughs> they just call them steaks, though. Yeah, they're just called steaks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to question number three. Continuing with the running back theme. This man switched schools halfway through his college career. He was then drafted in the sixth round, then went on to play for one team over seven years, winning an NFL MVP, two Super Bowls, Super Bowl MVP and two-time Offensive Player of the Year. I, I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah, I'm good with that. We are checked in. Power Rangers checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You can talk it out. Um, I don't know where to start with this one. If you can get me get me going on it, that would be great. But one team, two Super Bowls. One team, two Super Bowls. Um, in a seven-year span. Okay. Switched schools. I want to say we talked about somebody on one of the episodes I was on that started at one school and went somewhere else. Um, it was a running back that we're talking about here. Um, okay, this is going to sound crazy. I think one of the schools was Long Beach State. Does that do anything for you? Nope, not a thing. Sorry. It was you, Scott. What did I do? You were talking, you were talking about him. It was because he was the Long Beach thing. The LBC? Yes. There's a lot of drama there. I could figure out where he went after that. Won the Super Bowl twice, NFL MVP. Oh, it's it's um it's Terrell Davis. That's who I'm thinking of at least. That's I don't know if that's the right answer, but that's who I was thinking of when we I think that would fit all the criteria in the question. So it sounds good to me. All right. Let's check that in. And Power Rangers, what was your answer? I had no idea this guy switched schools. I, I simply got it from the criteria thinking of who played that short, won two Super Bowls, won an MVP award. Uh, we also checked in with Terrell Davis. And both teams are getting points here out of Long Beach State University and also coached by, uh, well, was going to get coached by the Washington football team, former coach George Allen, and then went over to Georgia. After that, it is Terrell Davis. I, am I completely making no. this up did we no, talk no, no. about this yes we did okay yep heading into the first quarter we have a score of power rangers with 20 and rodents of unusual size with 30 before we get to the first quarter we wanted to let you know that we are on patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be The Odd One Out. The Odd One Out. For this quarter, there will be five categorized questions containing lists of six items. The teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. 
Each question is worth 20 points. The odd one out question number one, the 2010 NFL draft top five picks. Your choices are Eric Berry, Sam Bradford, Gerald McCoy, Ndamukong Sue, Russell Okunya, and Trent Williams. We're checked in. Power Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You can talk it out. Okay, so Bradford went one. Sue went two. You said that you're positive that Barry went five. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went five, yeah. Okay, it's going to have to be Okung then because um, I'm almost positive that McCoy and Williams went back-to-back both out of Oklahoma. Yeah, I remember thinking that you know it was somewhat unusual for two D tackles to be taken in the top few picks, and so I feel pretty good about McCoy being taken right after Sue. So I think you're right. I think it's got to be Okun then. Yeah, let's let's go with that. We'll check in Okun. And Power Rangers, what did you check in with? Pretty uh, pretty similar logic there. Obviously, Bradford was one, and I knew Eric Berry bookended it at five, so I was trying to figure out the order of the guys in between there. I knew Trent Williams went top five and Sue, and then I remembered McCoy being that high. So we also checked in with Russell Okung. Both teams getting points. The answer is Russell Okung. How do you say it? Is it Okung? I thought it was a Okunya. Okung. Okay. I'm wrong on that. Yep. You are, uh, you guys all nailed it there. Bradford was number one and Dominican Sue number two, Gerald McCoy, number three, Trent Williams, number four, Eric Berry, number five, and Russell Okung, number six to Seattle. Interestingly enough, out of that uh, draft from 2010, one player I would out of the first round. Can anybody tell me what player played the least amount of games or the shortest career? This was uh, this was Tebow's draft. Yep. So Tebow was in there. He was number twenty-five to Denver. Number thirty, though, to Detroit was Job at Best. Oh, who only played in twenty-two games. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to question number two. The top five NBA. Games played, including both the NBA and ABA stats. So all-time games played. Number one, Kevin Garnett. Number two, Dirk Nowinski. Number three, Robert Parrish. Number four, Vince Carter. Five, John Stockton. And six, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We're going to check in. Our Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You can talk it out. Okay, so we're pretty positive that we're well. We're positive. It's not Parrish. It's not Jabbar. It's not Carter. Um, John Stockton played. I think he was a rookie in '84, and he played into the 2000s. And all these guys played forever. I mean, none of these guys had short careers, obviously. So Nowitzki, he played. He just retired, and he played in the 90s. When did Garnett retire? Garnett came right out of high school. Yeah, he did. And Stockton had a full Gonzaga education, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he I mean, he did. Um, when did Garnett retire? He hung around for a while. When did he enter the league? Was it ninety six? It was ninety five draft. Um, I think he made it to around twenty ten or eleven. When was the Celtics' last finals against the Lakers there? Oh, he, he played for the Nets for a few years after that, even. Oh, yeah, that's right. And actually, he's, he, was with the, he was with the Timberwolves for a season, too, at the end. Um, so he probably made it to, like, 2015 or so. 
So that's going to be, but that's only, that's what a 20 year career. I think everybody else is higher than that. Was Stockton 20? He said 84. It's 84 to, to like 2002. I don't know. I'd be guessing. Uh, I think I'm leaning towards Stockton unless you have a stronger feeling about one of the others. I know. If, you, if you're leading Stockton, I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, an in on this. I don't know that I do either. We've got a one of three pick here. I, I, th- I think we can discount Nowitzki. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, I think it's just Garnett and Stockton. So tell you what, I'll, I'll let you make the decision. You want to go uh, Garnett? You want to go Stockton? I'd hate to go with my gut feeling over yours, but I think I'm thinking Stockton here. So, All right, we'll go with Stockton then. And Power Rangers, what did you check in with? Yeah, so we narrowed it down to the same uh, last two. Um, Nowitzki and Carter, I believe, were the last two guys playing that were drafted in the 90s. And so we kind of ruled them out relatively quick. And Scott was all over um, like the top five guys or a couple of the top five guys. So we actually went with the um, odds of this D12 and went with Kevin Garnett. One team getting their points there. The answer is Kevin Garnett. Yeah, so uh, Kevin Garnett only played uh, 38 games in his last season at Minnesota, which was 2015-2016 season. But if he had played just one more season, he would have been number four on this list, even if he'd only played 40 or so games. So the order is Robert Parrish at number one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Vince Carter with 1,541. Vince Carter, long career. Dirk Nowitzki at 1,522, Stockton at 1,504. Then Carl Malone. At fourteen seventy six and Garnett at fourteen sixty two. Sorry, Dan. Hey, I didn't know. You didn't know. It's, we we went with one of them and didn't work. That's fine. Shake it off. We'll get the next one. Moving on to question number three: Major League Baseball players with four home runs in a game. Number one: Josh Hamilton. Number two: Willie Mays. Number three: Mike Schmidt. Number four, Mickey Mantle. Number five, Lou Gehrig. And number six, Carlos Delgado. We are going to check in. Our Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You can talk it out. All right. So I know Hamilton did. Yeah, Hamilton did. So did Delgado. And I'm pretty sure Willie Mays did. So that leaves us with Schmidt, who, yeah, probably. Garrig and Mantle. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. It's going to be one of those two. It's going to be Garrig or Mantle. I think, I think one of them is the, I put him on the list because you're going to think he did unless we do another banana in the tailpipe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Would it help to know that Mickey Mantle shares my birthday? Um, that's cool. Wait, 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 wait. Would it help to let you know Mickey Mantle also shares my birthday? Whoa. What? <laughs> Did we just come become best friends? I think so, guys. <laughs> Where do you want to go with this one, uh, Mantle or Gehrig? Um, I've got nothing. I, I'm not leaning either direction on this is the, th- is the thing. So I guess it's time for D12 then? Or? <sighs> I got two rookie D12s here. I don't know if we can trust them. All right. We'll go uh, evens, Mantle, odds, Gehrig. Works for me. All right, here we go. It was a 12, so we'll go Mantle. And Power Rangers, what did you check in with? Uh, well, we didn't roll a dice. Well, metaphorically, I, I suppose we did. That's what this whole game is for us. But uh, off the jump, New Hamilton did it. New Delgado did it. 
Uh, Schmidt just seemed like a guy that would do it. Uh, so then we kind of had it down to Mays and the, and the two Yankees. Kind of seemed like we both thought Gehrig had done it. Maybe in just hearing when you know someone else thought it, they mentioned it. Sean Green also not on this list, disappointingly. Um, but we ended up checking in with Willie Mays. One team getting points. The answer is Mickey Mantle. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Damn dice. There's uh, only 18 players in the history of Major League Baseball who have done this. Question number four. Kansas State players drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Number one, Josh Freeman. Number two, Chris Conti. Number three, Jordy Nelson. Number four, Terrence Newman. Number five, Clarence Scott. And number six, Very Switzer. It's Veril. It's Switzer. Veril Switzer. I was going to say, he's not, he's not Switzer. He's Very Switzer. He's very Switzer. <laughs> if, that's what, if that was your gut and this is your category, I say go with it. If I'm wrong, my family is going to slay me. <laughs> well there's just that's just all the better for you you know so either you get it right or you die you know either one we're good yeah i think we can check it in rodents of unusual size have checked in power rangers you can talk it out when i saw this list i was thinking chris conti went in the second round to to the the bears i believe so i think we rule out newman we rule out freeman oh yeah we rule out very switzer the banana and the tailpipe and then so we're down to Conti Nelson. Yeah. Don't remember the, the Packers ever using a first round pick on a wide receiver, have they? Right. <laughs> ever? Uh ever. <laughs> no, they're usually they're usually picking quarterbacks to piss off their current quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be wouldn't be their MO. If Conti wasn't second, he was he would have had to be like late, late first. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, this is this is Jordy. Okay. I thought it said Chris Conti, the safety. It says Chris Canty. He was definitely a first rounder. Uh, okay. Okay. We're going to check in with Jordy Nelson. All right. And Rodents of Unusual Size, what did you check in with? Yeah. So we uh, we checked in with Jordy. I knew that uh, Newman, Canty, and Freeman were all for sure first round. And Clarence Scott and Veryl Switzer are older guys, but I was pretty sure they were first rounders as well. And I'm quite certain Jordy was a second rounder to the Packers. So we checked in with Jordy Nelson. Both teams getting their points. The answer is Jordy Nelson uh, famously uh, talks about it in almost every broadcast that Mercedes Lewis is the first first round draft pick that uh, Rogers ever threw a touchdown pass to. And now he's like throwing three of them in his career to a first round draft pick. So yeah, Jordy Nelson was a second round pick out of K-State. Alex will be allowed at his at all holiday gatherings now. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, hey, you're not going to die. <laughs> That's great. Way to go, Binder family. You will have Alex for yeah, you know for eternity now. Moving on to question number five: Top five NBA playoff points per game leaders. Your answers are Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Or Jerry West. We're gonna check in. Our ranges have checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You can talk it out. Yeah. So we started talking about um, Olajuwon, and there were those Houston teams had plenty of other options. I mean, he was, you know, he was a presence in the paint, and they could kick it into him. But a lot of times, they'd kick it to him in order for him to pop it back out for a three. Right. And Smith, Maxwell, Drexler. Yeah. 
was Robert Ori was on those teams too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I, okay. Jordan Iverson West. I'm, I got a lot of confidence in those. Um, James, because he's had to probably. He's played in a lot of playoff games, but he's been the guy in a lot of those games. He's got to be averaging 25, 26 points a game at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I know he, he plays second fiddle more in the regular season because he, he becomes the guy in the playoffs. And Durant, mm. he scored a ton when he played with the yeah. Thunder in the post yeah. playoff games. Yeah, I, I'm leaning toward Olajuwon. I think you were too. So, should we should we go that way? Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, we'll go Olajuwon. And Power Rangers, what did you check in with? Yeah, we also uh, pretty similar logic there, and also just thinking that you know, outside of the two championships and a couple other seasons, Houston wasn't that good when the large one first got there and then towards the end they were getting bounced like round one so we also thought just based on kind of volume these guys all these other guys you know were consistently in the playoffs and were the primary scorer and he wasn't so we also checked in with Hakeem the dream Olajuwon both teams getting points here the answer is Hakeem the dream Olajuwon he is actually number 12 on the list so gave you not quite a banana there but you know kind of All right. After the first quarter, we have a score of Power Rangers with 110 and Rodents of an Unusual Size also at 110. Now on to today's second quarter, which will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said... What all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Pre and post game, quarter number two, question number one. This Finnish Kane has led his team in scoring the past two seasons and was the Flying Dutchman in the initial class of Baseball Hall of Fame inductees. I should be able to at least have absorbed someone from the, the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, I know I, that what you just said is right. Um, oh, shoot, I know it, I know it. This is for you, Scott. Yes. Goes, here he goes. I haven't seen this yet. This is exciting. We can check in. <laughs> Rodents of unusual size have checked in. Our <laughs> Rangers, you can talk it out. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, obviously I've, I've been improving on my hockey and, and current hockey is, is something that I'm starting to pay more attention to, but not the Hurricanes. <sighs> Especially not the Finnish Hurricanes. Right. No, I the American ones I've been paying attention to. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I, I'm, I'll know the name when I hear it, but it, it, I, I'm, it's not something I'm going to pull. Should we just go? I think, I think we can check in with blankety blank Ty Cobb. Is that what we'll go with? I, I like it. Blankety blank Ty Cobb. All right. And runs of unusual size. What are you checking in with? All right. So first of all, I think you had the wrong baseball player. Dang. Um, 
Now, this this name, I would not have pulled this name had he not played for the Hurricanes or the Wild. Though it would have been the only two teams I would have known this guy, you know. Um, but the um, the baseball player you're looking for is Honus Wagner. He was the Flying Dutchman. And uh, pretty sure that the, um, the Finnish player for the Canes is Sebastian Aho. So Sebastian Ahonus Wagner. One team getting their points. The answer is Sebastian Ahonus Wagner. So you could have given us Sebastian Ah, uh, and we still wouldn't have got that answer. Nope. I would have said Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I just feel privileged. I got to see the Mind Palace live in person. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. It's, it's an honor. Uh, by the way, I, uh, I let you into the vestibule. You you can't actually come into the palace. That's that's uh, that's restricted. <laughs> you're in the you're in the sitting room. Okay, moving on to question number two. This 14 year NFL wide receiver was drafted by the Ravens in 1999 and won two Super Bowls, and was a Florida State alum, member of the 1990s NFL All Decade Team. Four-time All-Pro and not in the NFL Hall of Fame. Should we just go with that? I mean, yeah, I, I started paying attention to college football around 92, 93. So I know a few names from before then, but not a lot. So I'm not going to pull anything better than you. So we can go ahead and check that in. All right, we'll check in. Our Rangers, you can talk it out. Oh. This one bothering me. Ravens wide receivers in the nine or two thousands. Yeah, and it says this guy won two Super Bowls, so he obviously went somewhere else and won a Super Bowl because I doubt he stayed there when they right went with Flacco. When, so the only guy I can think of that was catching pass for the Ravens at the time was Shannon Sharp. I I can't even. Yeah, and I like and I know the they, other guys I can think of are guys that ended up there as like free agents. I'm like, oh yeah, Anquan Bolden. Oh wait, no, right, Steve but, Smith. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just blanking on both. And so the second part, you thought maybe Warwick Dunn. Warwick Dunn. Um, but it could be Derek Brooks, right? I mean, I don't know if Warwick Dunn was a four-time All-Pro. He was really good. Yeah, he made a four-time All-Pro in the 90s when you had Terrell Davis and Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders. I, I Marshall Falk, I don't know that he would have gotten All-Pro four times. Okay, so I'm good with Derek Brooks as the second half of that. So I think he's more – I mean, it could very well be someone else from <laughs> Florida State. There was – this could be a you know a cornerback you know that went to Florida State and isn't in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like or De- safety. Dion was right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, Celine Dion Sanders. Celine Dion Sanders. Um, uh, yeah, I just don't know, man. Yep, I'm. I'm good. You want to Lou Groza of this? <sighs> yeah. I can't even pick up. I'm so like out of my brain. I can't even pick a punter from Florida State right now. Like to at least <laughs> Janikowski sort of this symmetry. Yeah, as <laughs> close as we're getting. Right. Yeah, we're gonna Janikowski this one. Okay, so punting this one, and well, we're we're kicking it deep for a touchback. Really, is what we're saying. Yeah, Janikowski. All right, sure. And rodents of unusual size. What did you come up with? Okay, go ahead. I mean, <laughs> so this one was all Dan, so I should just let him take it. All right, that uh, '99 draft, they they uh, that was the draft they took McAllister. Um, they had a they only had a few picks that 
that year, but uh, pretty sure it was the second round. They took Brandon Stokely, who uh, oh, ended up on the Colts and uh, won the Super Bowl there as well. Um, and that's where we hit a, a wall until I started thinking, know your host. And then, Matt, you shut me down. But at, between when I said, know your host, and when you shut me down, I think we came across it anyway. Um, especially since um, when you said he's not in the Hall of Fame, that made you sound like you were upset about it. Um, so this turned into Brandon Stoke, Leroy Butler. <laughs> Team getting their points. The answer is Brandon Stoke, Leroy Butler. Yep. Uh, uh, Brandon Stokely actually played for a lot of teams. And he, also, um, yeah, he played for a lot longer than he probably should have. Yeah, I played from 1999 to, let me see here, was it 2013? Nice career for himself, that's for sure. Yeah, Baltimore, Indianapolis, Denver, then Seattle Giants, then back to Denver and back to Baltimore at the right. end. I only remember him from the second stint with Baltimore. That's, that's why it didn't pop in my head. And Leroy Butler was uh, drafted in that 1990 draft out of Florida State by the Packers and played – for uh, 11 seasons, uh, 19, well, I guess that would be, yeah, 11 seasons through the 90, the 2001 season. And uh, he only missed like a total of four games in his entire career. So quite a talent. All right, moving on to question number three. Question number three, this number four overall pick spent time with six different NBA franchises just barely eclipsing 20,000 points as a pro and is a wide receiver drafted out of Duke in 2015 to Washington, now with the Jets. Okay. I got it, Eric. Okay. I don't know why it took this long. It's this. Yep, 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 yep. We can check in. Our Rangers are checking in. Rodents of unusual size, you can talk it out. I think we got it, right? Yeah, I think so. It just it seems too easy, but well, I mean, it I seems too easy because else. we came at it from the impossible side. And I mean, that's right. You got the harder name first. I mean, again, living out in North Carolina has helped me on this show so many times. Um, I need to move to Minnesota. <laughs> Help me on this show. <laughs> so. I, if I, if I follow college football at all, it's the ACC because I kind of have to living out here. I've become a Clemson fan since I lived out here. And, um, one of the, uh, one of the big names out of Duke around that time was Jamison Crowder. And I'm pretty sure he's with the jets now, right? He is with the jets for sure. And he was definitely yeah. with Washington before yeah. that. And then you said, could it be Antoine Jamison? That's too easy, but it, he fits. He was the fourth pick. In that terrible 99 draft. And he definitely moved around a few teams. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, let's so let's do Antoine Jamison Crowder. And Power Rangers, what did you check in with? Uh, I believe Antoine Jamison was the 98 draft, Dan. Yes, I'm sorry. It was the Ola Candy draft. I keep forgetting <laughs> yes. which one that one was. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah, drafted by the, the Raptors, traded on draft night. Uh, it took me a minute to think of who the hell was catching passes for the Jets last year besides Bashad Perriman. And then I remembered Jamison Crowder. So once I got that, it pieced together. So we checked in with Antoine Jamison Crowder. 
And the answer is Antoine Jameson Crowder. I have no flavor text because, you know, I mean, I don't really care too much about this, uh, either one of these guys. Antoine so. Jameson was drafted fourth overall in the 1998 draft. I traded for that. his college teammate, Vince Carter, who was drafted fifth overall. Mm, there you go. On draft night. It was a very North Carolina heavy question there. <laughs> the one. Again, I was just given the answers, so I wrote the question. Do- so. Very tobacco cats. road. Um, the dogs and cats living together there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number four. This lefty went south to help start a franchise and is now the quarterback's coach for the Lions and is a DH due to his horrible fielding and came back this year at age 40. Yeah, is that it? Oh, yeah. You have it? Okay, we'll check it in. Our Rangers are checked in. Rodents of unusual size, you can talk it out. So Mark Brunell's the first part. Yeah, I agree. So, DH, the horrible fielder, and is old. Did I sum it up nicely? Yeah. <laughs> Good bullet points. Starts with L. It has to, right? I mean, or Nell. Or Nelson, Nelson Cruz. Oh, yeah. That's it. Uh, hi. Um. So Mark Brunelson Cruz. And Power Rangers, what did you check in with? Well, I generally refuse to speak his name, but in the interest of uh you can make Scott say it. I'll <laughs> I'll say that I one hundred percent agree with the second half of this the descriptor of the second half of this question. And I also feel personally attacked. So we also went with Mark Brunelson Cruz. <laughs> Both teams getting points here. The answer is Mark Brune, Nelson Cruz. I added that horrible fielding in there just for you, Wally, knowing that you'd be on tonight's Thanks. episode. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I have a good Thanks. friend. Who's a, I have a good friend in Kansas City who's from Texas who feels the same way, Eric. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have we a need good to... friend in Kansas City. Is it, is it Eric? Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's not. It's not. It's just... I'm gonna go cry myself to sleep tonight, guys. Thanks for the. Do you want to talk more it, about that? Or are we are we good? Or <laughs> no, if good. it helps at all, Eric, I'm I'm kind of a big fan of Nelson Cruz. So I mean, I he's done well for me. <laughs> okay, it's just one picture. How's this? It's one picture of Nelson Cruz that will haunt me until I yeah, die. I get it. True. But the other one of him hitting uh, the big grand slam in the ALCS it makes me happy. So there you go. You've got Nelson Cruz. I've got Gary Anderson. It it happens. <laughs> All right, moving on to question number five. Wide receiver who recently signed a four-year deal with the Giants and was a three-time World Series champ who threw a no-hitter for his hometown team in 1990. Oh, I I got it. I got it. Does it fit with my name? Yep. Okay, good. Yeah. Yep. We'll check in. Yeah. Rodents of unusual size has checked in. Wrote, uh, <laughs> Power Rangers, you can talk it out. So, Kenny Gala, David Cohn. Yeah, I'm good with that. I, I'm you know, dead set on the first part, and I'm pretty sure I remember some of these facts matching up there, and that seems about right. So, okay. we'll go with yeah. it. Yeah, it tripped me up at first because I was like, his perfect game was 99 as a Yankee. I remember watching that game live. But if you, if you say through one for the Royals, then. 
seem game, to remember that game theory and two KC people on here. Uh, it makes sense yep. that David Cohn would be on here. So good with it. Yep, we're gonna check in with Kenny Gala David Cohn. All right, and rolling self unusual size. What did you check in with? Well, go go with uh, say what you did because you, you got me that you got me to the. I had no idea on the NFL player, so. Yeah, so I haven't heard in the last few days, but uh, at least a few days ago, I knew Connie, Kenny Galladay was rumored to be headed to the Giants. So I assume he's the one who recently signed with them. So I, went, um, I came up with Kenny Galladay. Yeah, but I know Dave Stewart threw one around then too. So um, we went with uh, Kenny Galladay, I'm sorry, Kenny Galladay Stewart. Um, and he would have won the World Series in Oakland and twice in in Toronto. So that's that's where I was going with that. Well, might have a little instant replay action here. So, uh, so David Cohn did. I don't sure about a no hitter here. Hold on, let me see. He pitched a perfect game in, in 99. 99. He didn't throw one in 1990, then we're not right. Yeah, so he didn't throw one in 1990. Uh, I mean, he's from Kansas City, Missouri, but he won five World Series, also not three. Whereas Dave Stewart uh, did win three World Series, and you're slightly off there, Dan. He won one in 81 with the Dodgers, then 89 with the A's, and 93 with the uh, Blue Jays. Oh. He didn't, and okay. um, so he yeah, in the '92 one, then he wasn't in. He, he wasn't in the '92 team. No, okay. I think he was still with the A's at the time. So, the answer that I have is Kenny Gala, Dave Stewart. Um, the David Cohn thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he threw a no hitter in 1990 though. So, no, I mean, no. it, 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 you know, we're not going to get one tested. The, yeah. Also, he was on the Mets in 1990 anyway, not the uh, Orioles. Okay, yeah. Okay. I was That's sure right. you were going Nolan Ryan on this. <laughs> he threw one in 90 he threw oh, one yeah. in like every year didn't he yeah, well that's true pretty much yeah <laughs> well 1990 1990 there were a bunch of no hitters yeah there were a bunch year. and the minute you said david Cohn, though i thought we were wrong yeah i did too yeah. i was <laughs> well so i was in there scrambling trying to figure out whether or not david Cohn was from where he was from <laughs> as he was reading the question i'm like before he even finished kenny, i'm like this is kenny gala david Cohn for some reason in my head and then he said through no hitter and i'm like if he says 99 i know it's david Cohn, but then it's like he's from kc he played for the royals but yeah and and i at the minute you said dave stewart i remembered the ricky henderson the little like hour-long ricky henderson documentary they had and Stewart talking about how important it was that you know they had like an Oakland guy from Oakland like he was that they had all this city pride and I'm like oh man that's it isn't it yeah so all right after the second quarter we have a score of Power Rangers with 140 and rodents of unusual size with 210 and that'll bring us to halftime It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Uh, today's Halftime Questions were brought to us by assistant coach for our Patreon team, Byron Grubman. Thanks, Byron. Oh, boy. He did ask me to warn you all that these may be a little tough. 
Thanks, Byron. Good. Yay. <laughs> hey, Byron once uh, struck out Ryan Braun, so. Okay. That gives him a pass in life. Next time Byron's on, we have to have a conversation about that because I've never heard that story. He, t- he told us that on Saturday's recording. Oh, there you go. Uh, and Byron also helped me out with some of the earlier questions, too. He just gave me some answers and, or a little bit of help here there. So, all right. Halftime question number one. Although he didn't go to Johns Hopkins in the TV show Archer, what sport did Sterling Arch play? That would have been my guess too, Wally. Okay. We can check that in. Power Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You can talk it out. I have no idea. I've heard of the show, but that's not going to help. I've watched maybe the first, I don't know, season and a half. I have to think Johns Hopkins has to be a clue. Well, if it's John Hopkins, if Johns Hopkins is the clue, then it's lacrosse. That's the only sport I know they're good at. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, that's as good as anything, right? That's all I'm going to come up with. All so, right. Yeah. We'll go with lacrosse. And Power Rangers, your answer? Yeah. When I think of yuppie universities and Johns Hopkins, really the only uh, sport that I associate with them is lacrosse. So we also checked in with lacrosse. Both teams getting their points. Uh, sorry, Byron. I had to add that Johns Hopkins in there because I would just would have asked what sport. Archer plays are nobody would have known that. So would any of you guys even come close to knowing that? Nope. nope. I know yeah. that I smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Kids don't do drugs. Disagree. <laughs> okay. Moving on to question number two In too fast, too furious. Which NBA star's wristband can Tyrese Gibson's character Roman Pierce practice wearing? And practice I have in quotations. Oh, well, then we're checked in. <laughs> Power Rangers is checked in. Rodents of unusual size, you can talk it out. Going to be Allen Iverson, right? I don't know who else it would be if practice is in quotation marks. I mean, he was talking about practice. <laughs> All right, and Power Rangers, your answer? Honestly, without the hint, my guess probably would have been Allen Iverson anyway, just based on the time frame, and he's kind of most known for his wristbands. But with the clue, this obviously is is something he didn't do much, but it's a slam dunk. Uh, this answer is Allen Iverson. Both teams get into points. The answer is Allen Iverson. And if the answer have... is Allen Iverson. Yeah, literally. <laughs> If you have not seen the Ted Lasso scene where he basically redoes the entire Allen Iverson rant, it's it's amazing. It's poignant when he does it in the show, and then there's a back in the uh, YouTube one where they have both of them going at the same time. It's pretty funny. I'm quite partial to the Allen Iverson practice and Jim Mora playoffs mashup. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right, moving on to question number three. I did not have to give a hint on this one. In the song Center Field, which three specific pieces of equipment does John Fogarty have? We had a center field question on Saturday as well. Was it Joe DiMaggio? No. Okay. Oh, man, I know this song. I got to get into it. There it is. Got it. Can I check in? Is that all right? Go for it. All right, we'll check in. 
rodents of the usual size have checked in Power Rangers. You can talk it out. Need to sing it, buddy? Oh, God. I don't want to subdue. We're trying to keep listeners, not lose them. <laughs> um, I believe that the lyrics or something is like, I got a beat up glove, uh, something bat. And as I put it in the chat, a brand new pair of shoes. Um, <laughs> so I think it's uh, bat, glove, and shoes. I think you good with that? Absolutely. All right, let's check that in. And rodents of unusual size, what have you checked in with? Got a beat up glove, a homemade bat, and a brand new pair of shoes. Both teams are getting their points. A beat up glove, a homemade bat, and a brand new pair of pair of shoes. You didn't say it right. It's gotta be shoes. 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 You gotta have three E's and a W. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Texas W, not a Northern <laughs> W. It's kind you learn to write when you watch Varsity Blues to get your high school yes. diploma. Yes. <laughs> I give that a 10. He uh, spent some time with the Mudville 9 in that. Uh, he yes. Did. Yes, yes, he did. He did. So he that took was some, our question on Saturday. He took some lumps when the Mighty K struck out. Yep. And that's when he told Willie, tell Ty Cobb and Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio. He was somehow a time traveler. Yeah. Could speak across generations. I mean, he come on. The guy is very talented. All right, question number four. Who is generally considered to be the first professional boxing world heavyweight champion and is the namesake of a song by Flogging Molly? Flogging Molly. It's <laughs> not a band I thought I'd ever hear on this podcast. This was about the Red Sox. Yeah, right? Like... Dropkick Murphys. I know where you're going. I think it's this guy, though. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Check in. Rodents of unusual size have checked in. Power Rangers, you can talk it out. Uh, I for Byron, we have very, very different musical tastes. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, uh, two names popped into my head. One was Jack Johnson, which didn't seem to match the idea of a Flogging Molly song. The other one being Gentleman Jim Corbett. I, I like that better. I prefer Gentleman Dick Weber, but I think in this <laughs> case, Gentleman Jim Corbett is probably the way to go. All right, we'll go we'll check in with Gentleman Jim Corbett. And Rodents of Unusual Size, what's your answer? Well, first of all, Dick Weber, not brash. No, he's an American. Got to remind everyone of that. Not brash. Um, when I think of the, I, I had to go from the first heavyweight um, boxing champion because I have no idea on a flogging Molly song. I mean, I like flogging Molly, but I've never, I don't know any of their songs. But um, it it makes sense with the Irish band that this person might actually be the name of one of their songs, and that would be John L. Sullivan. One team is getting points. I am the man with the plan. Shake the hand of John L. Sullivan. See the guy that beat the guy, Wally? No. It's the guy who beat him is the first guy who beat the guy. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's where it started. <laughs> that's where it started. All I know is to be the man, you have to beat the man. That too. Woo! 
All right, moving on to question number five. In Ocean's Eleven, the heist is scheduled for a fight night involving which two heavyweights who never actually fought each other in real life? You can just check it in, buddy. Okay, we'll check it in. All right, Power Rangers are checked in. I know I know Dan knows this too. Because rodents of unusual size, you can talk it out. So this is kind of weird because I've uh when I listen, I like to write questions, think about things I might send in to you guys or if I get to host someday. And I specifically wrote this question. So I know the answer. We can check it in. Yeah, it's I'm I'm pretty sure I know it too, but yeah, let's yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it's Lennox Lewis and Vladimir Klitschko. And Power Rangers, your answer? Yeah, we just went with Klitschko and Lewis. Both teams getting points. The answer is Klitschko and Lewis. Sounds like a comedy team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he fought Vitaly, but not Vladimir. So. N- not a law firm. No. I'm having a hard time thinking of a lawyer with the last name of Klitschko. Yeah. International <laughs> law firm of Klitschko and Lewis. <laughs> You're stuck in an Eastern European or... London prison, we can help. <laughs> International law firm. <laughs> Klitschko with Lewis. <laughs> Sounds like a buddy cop movie. <laughs> it does. And to write down a, a title. Klitschko! Title. <laughs> International law firm of Klitschko and Lewis. <laughs> the more it's said, the better it is. All right. Who's representing you? I got Klitschko and Lewis. <laughs> no way I'm losing this case. <laughs> Klitschko, Esquire. <laughs> All right. After halftime, we have a score of Power Rangers with 220 and Rodents of Unusual Size, 310. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be Pick and Roll. Pick and roll. For this quarter, there will be four lists containing ten items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the two lists they want, and the team winning coming into the quarter will receive the remaining two lists. If the team does not correctly identify all ten items from a list, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The teams will alternate trying to complete their lists. Each item is worth ten points. All right, today's categories for pick and roll will be the top 10 all-time Kansas City Chiefs rushing leaders, number two, the top 10 all-time winningest NFL coaches, number of wins and all-time, not just the Super Bowl era, number three, the top 10 all-time Kansas City Royals home run leaders, too much Kansas City in this podcast. And number four, the top 10 all-time winningest college basketball coaches by number of wins. 
And because Power Rangers is down, they get to pick their two lists. Oh, what are you thinking, man? Um, I mean, I don't hate any of them. I don't either. Three is gonna be. Um, I'm just going through it in my head as to who all I interesting. Can probably yeah, so I did a dean's list with college basketball coaches. I remember way back when. I think we could probably get a decent amount of those. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we could pull a decent amount of number two. I'm just thinking of playing defense here. Is if I if there's anything I can. Yeah. Um, playing defense against Dan and Alex reminder. You know, just yeah, I know. <laughs> um, right. I mean, yeah, that's this one's tough because if if Alex wasn't on Dan's team, right, then we would take the non-Kansas City ones, and then maybe try to yeah. go for steals. Just just to make this fun, I'm going to tell you right now, I looked at one of these lists three hours ago. Okay. Not I, telling you which one. My guess walling uh, is that it's home run leaders for the Chiefs, or for the Royals. Home run leaders for the Chiefs is the one that I looked at. <laughs> could be. Could, Mahomes is, hey, his, he's talented. Let's see. Uh, so I think for sure we're going to go with list number four. We can, lock, we can say... Definitely go with list number four, and then we'll do the Chiefs running, running, uh, Chiefs rushing leaders. All right. So then that means the all-time winningest NFL coach by number of wins will be Dan and Alex, and then also number three, the all-time Kansas City home run, Kansas City Royals home run leaders. Eric and Scott, which one do you want to do first? You want to knock out the running backs first? Sure. Let's go ahead and knock that one out. All right, so Eric and Scott will take on the top 10 all-time Kansas City Chiefs rushing leaders. Go ahead and check in when you're ready with your list. I think we're ready. We are ready to check in over here. Power Rangers, go ahead and give me your list of all-time Kansas City rushing leaders. Okay, so we went with Okoye, Holmes, Charles, Johnson, Allen, Smith, Jones, Williams, Davis, and Carter. <laughs> Can you tell where we ran out of steam? <laughs> Actually, no. You delivered it so well. And you did. I was sitting there going like, wait, no, what? <laughs> Thomas Jones did play for the Chiefs for a little bit. All right. Uh, you successfully got five of the top ten. Yeah, you we got figured. number one, Jamal Charles. Number two, Priest Holmes, number three, Larry Johnson, number four, Christian Okoye, and number seven, Marcus Allen. Your miscellaneous last names did not uh, get you the rest of the list. Wow. So, rodents of unusual size, you can go ahead and uh, have the rest of the list. All right. What did we say? We said um, we were both strong on Podolak. Yep. So, I'm pretty sure he's on the list. I also think that um, it's the other one you said. I'm looking for it now. Oh, you had Barry Word. Yeah, Barry Word might be up there. I don't know that name, so I can't help with that one. Uh, Mid-90s. There's that guy. We, we're just going with the last name of Hurd. I, I, I have no idea what his first name is. I use mid-80s. And beyond um, that, I, you know, I thought maybe Kimball Anders might be, but... You know, he split with Marcus Allen a lot. I think he was more of a pass catcher and a blocker than a, a rusher. Yeah. But 
Um, how about you said Haynes too? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I can't remember his first name. Is it How Alberts? But let's go Haynes. Yeah. All right. So we've got Haynes, um, Podolak, Barry Word, Heard, Heard, and Kimball Anders. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's probably outside the top ten. But right, yeah, I mean, yeah. but those are five names. So let's do it. All right. That'll be what we check in with them. All right. Uh, Rodents of Unusual Size got three of the remaining uh, names in the list. You got Ed Pollack, our Podolak, Abner Hayes uh, at number five and number six. And number 10 is Herman Hurd. Herman Hurd. That's it. Yep. The uh, ones that you mentioned. Well, the ones that were not mentioned. Number eight on the list is Mike Garrett. Number nine is Curtis McClinton. Barry Word is number 14 on the list, and Kimball Anders is number 15. Um, let me see. Keep, uh, rounding out the top 15 there, Wendell Hayes at 11, Greg Hill at 12, number 13, Ted McKnight. Um, and Ted then, McKnight and, from the Mary Tyler Moore show? Exactly, <laughs> I saw that too. And number 20 on the list, Mr. Alex Smith himself. How about that, huh? Mm. Those must have been a bunch of 60s names. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. Okay, so then over to Rodents of Unusual Size, which would you like to start off with? You want to do your list, Dan? Uh, yeah, we can okay. pop that one out really quick. And which list is that? We're going to do the uh, NFL right. coaches with the most wins. Okay, go ahead and check in when you're ready with that list. All right, so we have Shula. No, why don't you go ahead and check oh, in? Oh, we'll check in. Me. Okay, hold on. All right, we'll check in. He's so excited. What's that rule about if you say a name before you check in, you can't use it? Auto points for the other team, I think. (laughs) All right. uh, Rodents of unusual size, you can go ahead and give your answers. So if this is the list that I looked at today, then pretty confident on this. So we've got uh, Shula, Hallis, Belichick, Landry, Reed, Curly Lambo, as opposed to the other Lambos. The Dirty Rotten Rhymer, Marty Schottenheimer. Rest in peace. Um, Brown from Brown's fame. <laughs> Chuck Knoll. Dan Reeves. And I think that's it. That's 10. That's 10. And uh, shocker to nobody, you ran the list. I would like to um, to submit a formal complaint that we should ask if anyone has seen any of these lists in the last three hours. <laughs> I'm sure you got another list there. You can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just got one in my back pocket. Last yeah, well, ten WrestleMania champions. Fortunate, fortunately, none of you are on the episode that I'm using this list for. So, oh, there you go. All right, then, uh, Power Rangers, you can go ahead and work on your list of top 10 all-time winningest basketball coaches by number of wins in major college Division One or equivalent programs. Right, Men's. Uh, we can check in. Power Rangers are checked in for their list of top 10 all-time winningest college basketball coaches by number of wins. Go ahead and give me your list. All right, so we have Mike Krzyzewski. Chris Never heard of him. Who? Coach K. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, Jim Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Lute Olson. 
Roy Williams, Tom Izzo, Adolph Rupp, Dean Smith, Bobby Knight, Jim Beheim, and John Wooden. All right. You had seven correct. Oh, good. I thought we were going to have six. The ones you got correct were that Mike guy who coached at Army for a couple of years, then Jim Beheim, Roy Williams. Uh, number, those were number one, number two, and number three. Number four is Bob Knitt. Uh, number five is Dean Smith. Number six, Jim Calhoun. And number seven, Adolph Rupp. The ones you got right were wrong were uh, Wooden, Olson, and what was the other one? I forget what the third one is that you said that was wrong, but yeah, it wasn't on the list. Nope, that was on the list. Izzo. Izzo, Izzo, yeah. So so that leaves three available for rodents of unusual size. Dan and Alex, you can go ahead and talk it out. Did you say what numbers we had left? Uh, Numbers eight, nine, and ten. Oh, okay. Okay. Bob Huggins is going to be one of them. Yeah, we have four names. Huggins, Sutton. Did you like MME coached a lot of different schools? Eddie Sutton's for a long gotta time. be up there. Um, I, I'm thinking Raleigh Massimino, Villanova for a long time. Um, he was in a UNLV right after um right after the shark. I don't know on him, yeah. Um what do you think about John Calipari? I don't I think he spent he's some coaching. Time. I don't think he's mm. And here and we're going to run into how many of those wins have been vacated. Same with Patino too, you know. Yeah. Oh, who's the guy that coached at? Um, ah, shoot, what's his name? The guy that coached at Mount St. Mary's forever. forever. I'm not going to come up with his name. Oh man, yeah, I'm not either. When I hear it, I'm going to know it. I bet he's on here though. What'd you think of Steve Fisher? Steve Fisher, that's an interesting one. Um, I don't know long he, how long he was at Michigan. I, I don't the think long time. enough. I don't okay. think long enough. Well, I'm, a, I'm with you. I feel good about Huggins. All right. So Huggins for sure we're going to do. I feel pretty good I, about I, Sutton. I think but... we need to do Sutton. And will you, will you let me go with Massimino, with Roy, yeah. Raleigh Massimino? Let's do it. All right. So we'll go with Bob Huggins, Eddie Sutton, and Raleigh Massimino. All right. Rodents of Unusual Size got two correct there. Bob Huggins at number eight and number nine, Eddie Sutton. Number 10, uh, coached at South Alabama, then Clemson, then Auburn, and is the current coach of Coastal Carolina. That is Cliff Ellis. Now, Masamino? Really Masamino. M-O-S? M-A-S. M-A-S. M-A-S-S-I-M-I-N-O. Raleigh Massimino was number 82 on the list. 82? Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Is that the guy that got thrown in jail because he paid for his kid to get into USC? Oh, that's Massimo. My bad, Massimo. Massimo. (laughs) (laughs) We're all like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I was waiting to see if anybody else got there, but it was just me. To round out the list there, uh, Lefty uh, Drizzle. Number 11, John Calipari, 12, 13, Rick Pitino, 14, Lute Olson, 15, Lou Henson, 16, Tark the Shark, number 17, E.A. Diddle, 18. Oh, that's Y.A. Tittle. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Number 18, Hank Ibba, 
19, Bill Self, and number 20, Rick Barnes. Oh, I like Rick Barnes. Uh, tied Ooh. for number 22, Dan. Clem Haskin? Don Haskins. So I guess that's his brother, right? Not Clem Haskin? No, not Clem. <laughs> Don Haskin. I thought that was kind of interesting. But the guy he dropped all of his S's at the end of every uh, every word he said. You know, you <laughs> Tom Izzo. Catch Tom me in Columbia Height. And there you go. <laughs> Fun fact Tom about Izzo was number 31 on that list, by the way. Fun fact about Rick Barnes's wins, not a one of them was ever important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that leaves the last list, which is the top 10 all-time Kansas City Royals home run leaders for Alex and Dan. Uh, there is a tie for number 10, so either one of those answers will negate the other. Let me know when you're ready to check in. We'll check in. All right, rodents of unusual size, go ahead and give me your answers. All right, so we have George Brett, Amos Otis, Al McRae, uh, Billy Butler, Alex Gordon, Frank White, Mike Sweeney, Sal Perez, I say Mike Mustakis, Billy Butler, and John Mayberry. Is that 10? Yeah, that's Is that 10. the list? All right. Well, you said Billy Butler twice, but that's fine. Oh, okay. Yes, that's okay. We won him only once. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you gave me his name twice. It was 11, and you just ran the list. Oh, nice way. job. So number one, George Brett. Number two, Mike Sweeney. Number three, Amos Oris. Otis. Otis, Otis. Excuse me. Otis, sorry. I misspelling typo and apologies. Uh, number four, Alex Gordon. Number five, Hal McCray. Number six, Frank White. Number seven, Salvador Perez. Number eight, John Mayberry. Number nine, Mike Mustakis. And tied for number 10, Billy Butler and Eric Hosmer. Or Hosmer. May I, may I ask a question where Steve Balboni falls on that list? <laughs> Again, baseball reference doesn't give me. Oh, it only gives you the top. A, it only gives me the top yeah, ten. Yeah. So actually, the top eleven here. So yeah. I told Dan he had the single season record of thirty six forever. Yeah. Finally, was, I was broken. I was going through the list and trying to think, and like, man, that guy didn't hit many home runs. And I'm like, well, it's kind of been the par yeah. for the course around here. He right? wasn't in Kansas City for very long though, either. Didn't have to be in Kansas City for very. long. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's a pitcher's park. A lot of those. A lot of those names were from baseball collecting days for me. Baseball card collecting days for me. Yeah. Amos Otis not really known for his power hitting prowess either. So they um the so I have a poster of like the old like the when the Royals were in the World or not the World Series but the All Star Game and there's a list of like the guys who represented the Royals every year in the so they have a picture of the ticket and then a representation of this and it's like. Mike Sweeney, Mike Sweeney, Mike Sweeney, Mike Sweeney, Mike Sweeney, <laughs> Mike Sweeney, Ken Harvey, Jeremy Affelt. A bunch of relief bunch pitchers. Of guys, yeah, guys that they threw on and then never used. I mean, George Brett, I'm assuming, is number one on the list, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, sure, he, yeah. he barely has more than 300. Yeah, 310. And then the next person, I think, had like 174 or something oh, yeah. like that. Mike yeah. Sweeney, yeah. After the third quarter, we have a score of... Power Rangers with 340 and Rodents of Unusual Size with 560. And that'll bring us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Force Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each. 
not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, you're a real tough cookie with a long history. And that is about long careers in the NHL. Question number two, of breaking little hearts like the one in me, which is heartbreaking moments or part of the World Cup. Question number three, that's okay. Let's see how you do it, which is about NBA numbers. And question number four, put up your Dukes. Let's get down to it about Duke basketball. And question five, hit me with your best shot, which is about boxing. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wager is in, on to, on to the questions. Question number one in your real tough cookie with a long history, long career in the NHL. What 26-year NHL vet? was raised in California, played no high school hockey, and was cut from his college team in San Diego, but now holds the record for the most NHL playoff games played. We'll check in. Power Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size can talk this one out. I think it's uh, I think it's Chelios. And that's Red a long Red. career. Did he play for anyone besides Detroit? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He played for the Blackhawks. Played for Montreal when he first came in the league. Yeah, I've got nothing, so we'll just have to go with what you have there. Then. All right. We'll check in with uh, Chris Chelios for 30 points. And Power Rangers, what did you check in with and for how many points? Yep, we went around that same, I mean, a guy with a super long career. Um, and the first name that popped into our head was also Chris Chelios. So we checked in with Chris Chelios for zero. Well, one team is getting points. one team's not losing points that is correct the answer is chris chelios yeah chelios was as a kid uh born and raised in chicago then uh family moved out to california where they didn't have hockey for him to play and uh played some club uh, club uh, games or something with some teams i'm not sure how where what but then he ended up uh, down at uh, international university of america which is in san diego and the San Diego team was recruiting all like uh, juniors players that <laughs> were, you know, uh, on the scrap heap. So as a 17-year-old kid, he cut, cut from the college team, went home, grew two inches, put on 40 pounds. Then he went to the University of Wisconsin, kicked butt for two years and was drafted by the Kennedy Hounds. Is, is that international university near the international law firm? Of Klitschko and Lewis. <laughs> and that is a callback. I see what you did there. I like that. I like that. All right. Moving on to question number two under um, of break little hearts like the one in me. In the semifinals of the 2014 FIFA World Cup, two powerhouse clubs were set to face off and what people assumed would be a very tight match. Instead, Germany scored seven goals to Brazil's one. Five people scored for Germany in that match. Two people scored two goals. Name one of them. We'll check in. Power Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You may talk it out. So is it is it uh, closer? That's the name I feel best about. Yeah. I know he was older on that team, but he had scored. Does he have the record for most? Goal scored in the World Cup. Yes, yes, yeah. he does. I think he. I think he broke it in, in that game. As a matter of fact, 
Um, and Muller was on that team. Yeah, he was. Sammy Kadira, Mesut Ozil. Now, there was a guy who came off the bench, too. I think he scored late, but I don't know if he scored twice. Was it Sheryl? Don't know. Um, I don't I feel best about close, though. I do, too. Yeah, let's just go with it. We'll go with Miroslav Klosa. We'll check in with Miroslav Klosa for 30 points. And Power Rangers, your answer and wager? God, how much we wager on this one? We uh, 85. Um, I came up with two names uh, right off the bat, and I seem to remember um, Tom, Tomas Mueller being one of the two that scored a couple of goals. The other name I kind of thought was um, Miroslav Klosa, but I seem to have better recollection that that – Mueller was was one, so we went with Tomas Mueller. Neither team's getting points here. The answers are Tony Cruz and Andre Sherrill. Both teams losing points on that one. Now we have to do math. Thank you for that. Can I just say I'm impressed that we named three people who scored. Yeah, in that game, <laughs> good. <laughs> we <laughs> well. <laughs> And that'll take us to question number three, which is, that's okay. Let's see how you do it, which is about NBA numbers. Question number three, based on win shares, a statistic that attempts to divvy up credit for team success to the individuals on the team, what jersey number is best in NBA history? We can check in. Power Rangers has checked in. Rodents of unusual size, you may speak. Talk it out. Yeah, so we want a number with a lot of great players who played for a really long time. And I think 23 seems too obvious. Plus, there's probably a lot of players who aren't 23 anymore. I don't know if the number's been retired. Yeah. 33 jumps out to me. I mean, that's Jabbar, Bird, Ewing. Um, 32 was Malone, Shaq, Magic. Um, The other one that jumped out at me was 21, um, Garnett. And uh, Duncan, um, Dominique Wilkins was 21. Was Garnett 21 in Boston? No, he was a single digit number. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm stuck on 33. I, there's just too many huge names at 33. I mean, I, I would think that Jabbar and Bird are going to be high, high, high yeah. on that, on the wind shares. Probably Patrick Ewing too. Yeah, uh, I'd say we'll just go with 33. Yeah, we'll go with 33 for 50 points. And Power Rangers, your answer and wager? Well, I'm a little upset that Dan mentioned 33 and didn't say Grant Hill. That hurt me a little <laughs> bit, but that's <laughs> fine. I mean, you've got Scotty Pippen as well. So some good guys that were 33. We, uh, yeah, we just, we did go with the obvious here because, you know, banana in the tailpipe. Uh, so <laughs> we did check in for 85 points with 23. All right. One team getting their points. The answer is number 33, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Bird, Patrick Ewing. Uh, all Grant highlights. Hill. Grant and, Hill. And Grant Hill, obviously, of course. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Number 17 on the list is number 23 with Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Calvin Murphy. Uh, and number 28 on the list is number six with Bill Russell, Julius Irving and Neil Johnston. Uh, some of these numbers are interesting. So here, just let me throw by this and I'll tell you why I think they're interesting. 33, number 10, 
number fifth number 32 24 21 4 34 3 22 all in the top 10 there the reason those numbers are all low like that is because it used to be a mandate and it still is a mandate in college basketball and it used to be a mandate in the nba that it could no number could be larger than the number five so the referee would point over and talk about who had a foul they would say foul on number 23 and then they could move along. So I can use two hands, evidently. So I thought that was interesting. Moving on to question number four under the area of put up your dukes. Let's get down to it. Everyone might hate Christian Leitner, but more people just plain hate Duke. And one game Duke fans would love to forget happened in 2012 when the number two seed Duke lost to what? Number 15 seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. We're checked in. Power Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size. You can talk it out. Is it it's Mercer? Le- it's Lehigh. Oh, it's Lehigh. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. For how many points? We checked in that uh, for, uh, yeah, 50. And Power Rangers, your answer and wager, please. 85 points, and this is CJ McCollum and Lehigh. Both teams getting that corrected is the um, the Mountain Hawks of Lehigh University. I uh, threw that by Eric Eid earlier today, and it took him three guesses to get Lehigh. He said uh, Mercer, and then what was the team in 2008 that they almost lost to? 2008 Some Duke. small school. And question number five in the category of hit me with your best shot under boxing since Ring Magazine started awarding KO of the Year in 1989, three men have won the award twice. One heavyweight champ, one flyweight champ, and one middleweight champ. Name two of the three. We're going to check in. All right, Power Rangers have checked in. Rodents of unusual size, you can talk it out. Well, Roy Jones Jr. is a middleweight. I know the name. Yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> Boxing is not my wheelhouse for sure. No, no, it's not mine either. But uh, with the amount of points we have wagered on this, we can kind of answer anything we want. So I say that uh, Roy Jones has uh, joined the law firm and uh, we'll put, uh, we'll have Lewis and Jones on this one. Klitschko sat this one out. We need a flyweight name. Oh, I guess we just need two of the three. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So we'll check in with uh, Roy Roy Jones Jr. and Lennox Lewis. For what was your wager? For zero points. <laughs> and Power Rangers, what was your uh, answer and your wager? So I think that the the heavyweight one might have been Tyson or was Tyson. It's some pretty brutal knockouts in the late 80s, early 90s, um, and would have easily probably won this. So when uh, I was going after flyweight's kind of tough, not a big fan. There's a name that popped in my head, Ramon Chocolatito Gonzalez. He may have been one of those names. The other one, the middleweight guys, there's two of them. And there's a reason I asked the clarifying question because one of them that pops into my head is Saul Canelo Alvarez. And the other one is Gennady Gennadyevich Golovkin, which is why I asked if you were knew I was going to be on this show. Um, and if it is him, and I, then you were just effing with me, then I love you, man. <laughs> so, but we are going to check in with Mike Tyson and Canelo Alvarez for 85 points. Well, no team getting points there. 
Uh, the answer is the answers are uh, you were right with uh, Canelo Alvarez, uh, but I think was that the uh, middleweight, right? Yep. Yep. The flyweight champion was Nonito Denare. Denare. And the heavyweight was Mr. Lennox Lewis. So you both had one correct on each side, but uh, did not have two. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Did we win? Power Rangers finish with 170 points. Bang! And our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Todd Collins Award with 660 points is rodents of unusual size yay alex and dan anything you guys would like to say after your big victory tonight it was a lot of fun thanks for inviting me on i don't think i would have gotten there without dan's help on most Uh, of those but i don't think i would have gotten there without your help i think you made a really good teammate on this one but the royals chiefs question certainly helped me out so thank you for the the wheelhouse helps (laughs) you get that on your first episode okay you get on the first one, yes. And then I, I put that in there also because I'm, I was pretty sure I wasn't, even if I had waited it too much to your wheelhouse, I knew Walling was going to be on too. So I was like, You guys give yeah. me a lot of credit for being a Kansas City guy, forgetting that I spent the first like 70% of my life in Texas. All you talk about is the dang Chiefs. Chill. Well, now <laughs> barbecue's the same, right? <laughs> don't, don't go there. <laughs> Scott, anything else that you want to say here before we wrap things up? No, not much at all. Good game, Matt, uh, and all the other contributors, Byron, Ede, whoever else. Jeez, oh, come on. Um, no, it was, a, it was a good game. It was fun. Some some good categories there. Uh, Alex, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a supporter of the show. You know, we really appreciate having you on. Definitely welcome back anytime. And, uh, you know, glad it was a good time for all. So this is what it's like, huh, to be on the L train. <laughs> I I have a song. I just don't know if I can sing it for copyright purposes. I don't want to get us in trouble. So we'll work with our lawyers. Klitschko yeah. and Lewis. Yeah, the, the international <laughs> law firm of Klitschko and Lewis. The official lawyers of the Ben Former <laughs> to, to, get, to get clearance for that song. <laughs> You're a t-shirt uh, design. All right. Yeah. Dan, anything else before we wrap this up? No, this is a good good game. I had fun. I had a lot of fun, and I like I said. Um, Alex uh, really, really complimented me on this game. I was uh, very, very pleased to come, for him to come up with a bunch of the answers that I just had no clue on. So anytime you want to come back, Alex, I'll be happy to take you again. More than welcome, yeah. Yep, I'd like to uh, fourth that. Alex, thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was nice having uh, somebody that wasn't uh, hardcore Minnesota on for a while. So, you know. Because everyone, you know, too much Minnesota. But anyway, I still agree. There, there, there are other Minnesota. parts of the world. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> uh, before we wrap this up here, Alex, final words? Yeah, thanks for inviting me on. I love the show. Uh, keep it going, guys. Helps me get through my commute. So, Thank you so much. And don't forget uh, T Public, right? Go over to T Public. We've got a store over there. So go grab some merch if you want. And, uh, you know, if uh, anyone out there wants to become a Patreon supporter, we have a bunch of bonus episodes there through our Patreon feed. And don't forget about, come on, BTP say it, presents. Yeah, BTP Presents. We got the, the Naked Dickie Bootleg, Boys. and we got the OT, Dickie Boys the Review. Dickie Boys Review, BTP. <laughs> All right, that'll Brian wrap it up for this episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, and until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Yes! Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. The uncomfortably named Mike Sweeney. <laughs> all right. Have you, ever, have you ever hugged Mike Sweeney? Yes. No. What? Why? Question. You've hugged Mike Sweeney? No. I just asked you if you had. Okay. I played ping pong against uh, Kent Herbeck. <clears throat> Did he Have... try to hold your leg off the base? He didn't do that <laughs> to Ron Gant either, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. <laughs>